Hello, everyone. My name is Hank Suttala. I'm here with Brian Daniel Edwards for a episode of Midnight Meanderings. Welcome to Stir Crazy Shamans. So welcome everyone. Brian is one of my dear brothers on the path. We met years ago at Goddess Elite and he has an insatiable hunger for knowledge, for spirituality, for anything that's going to help him along his path. He asked me literally a million and one questions the first time I met him. <laughs> and uh, now he's living the dream, traveling the world, uh, talking to shamans from every nook and cranny uh, that, where he finds them. And now he's in Hawaii right now. Uh, but we're just kind of seeing where the conversation takes us with what adventure he is having out on the great island of Hawaii. Oh, wow. Uh, where to start with that one? This last week has been kind of doozy. Uh, <laughs> no joke. Uh, uh, first of all, Brian really could have his own reality TV show. His life is that interesting in most, most cases. But go ahead. Tell us what's been going on. Uh, first of all, I'm south of Hilo, right by Puna, where the Puna ticks reside. Uh, it can get a little bit wild over here. It can get a little bit interesting. Uh, I'm right down the street from Cinderland, the place where it started all in Hawaii. That's the first place I landed and uh, stayed there two days and manifested a place to stay and a car in two days. This place is an amazing place where you actualize your manifestations. It happens almost instantly, good or bad. Uh, it is the Garden of Eden here. It is amazing. So be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and be careful what you focus on. Watch yourself talk. Uh, because if you're in this downward negative spiral, it, it goes downhill really quick here. Uh, so I'm at this beautiful mermaid pond. I got randomly taken here. Uh, the, um, I think the first day I was here, I ended up here. And it's a beautiful tide pool amazing to swim in, crystal clear water, uh, just amazing Hawaii. But when I got here, I experienced a whole new level of abundance. Food was growing everywhere. For breakfast, you just walk down the road and you pick your breakfast. Avocados, papayas, uh, guava, lilikoi or passion fruit all kinds of fruit just growing wild at the side of the road people are driving down the road and they chuck the seeds and then everything grows here and i i got a everything grows here story uh, in just a minute so uh -oh. last week uh, well friday last friday we went to the papaya farm actually we've been uh hitting uh the group at hawaiian sanctuaries great group I've been uh, teaming up with them, and we've been loading the back of my Prius full of papayas. There's a farm, and there's literally more papayas than you could possibly ever eat or use. They fall off the trees, and they go to waste, and you can only pick and use so many of them. It is absolutely insane. Uh, 
So this, this is amazing. So we just filled the trunk literally with hundreds upon hundreds of papayas, sometimes avocados. We had half the trunk with coconuts last time. Sprouted coconuts are amazing. It's like cotton candy on the inside. And you can do really? eat that with also saving the coconut palm. And we learned that technique. Interesting. I can't say so, it's one of my favorite foods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. You don't like the... This is different, though. This is really good. I don't know if you'd like it. I remember... Uh, yeah, well, we'll see. When I come yeah. up to visit you, I will be open to trying it. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Supposedly, back in the day, it was kapu. It was illegal, and um, I think it was a pretty severe punishment to eat a sprouted coconut. That was only reserved for the royalty. Uh, so it is a delicacy. Uh, so right down, down for me, I'm in the Hawaiian jungle right now, the Hawaiian rainforest. It's absolutely amazing, but I'm just outside that at the tide pool. You continue down the road that way. That is where Cinderland is, and that is where the papaya farm is. Uh, okay. So a week ago, time doesn't really exist here on the island. It just is. It always is. And you uh, meet up with people when you, oh, hey, I'll see you around. And right when you're supposed to see him, you see him. Uh, but it was, I believe, a Saturday, maybe. I was at Cinderland. Maybe it was the Thursday healing. So I had all my stuff. Yes, we were doing healing chair. Uh, there was someone doing bee venom therapy. Uh, uh, my friend Freely was doing Bowen. Uh, everybody was sharing. It was it was a good time. However, during the session, I saw a cow wandering around Cinderland. This is an eco village, and everybody kind of lives underneath tarp tents. It, it's actually really cool. This was just flat cinder 20 years ago, and uh, the uh, Jesus, the uh, owner and founder of it really made, turned it into this amazing food forest. Every type of food imaginable can grow there. Well, yeah, it's a cow there. And it got out. So I'm like, oh, no big deal. I've herded cattle before. So I go out and I'm, I'm trying to get this thing out and it wasn't listening. Well, then all of a sudden it turns on me and starts to charge me. I'm like, no. I stopped and I tell, you know, put my hand on him. I'm like, stop, no. And so he kind of, you know, whacked me with its horns, but then it went on its way. And I'm like, okay, that was, you know, it <laughs> went on its way. And we, we notified the owner and we're like, okay. Uh, so, you know, didn't think about it until later after the healing event. And I was loaded down with all my gear. Well, it started coming after us. And um, yeah, I tried to get it away from some other people and they were up on top of the table. And then I got cornered. I had my singing bowl on me, my crystal singing bowl. I had my healing bag, that black one. Hey, actually, uh, I got it at the house that we moved where I got the motorcycle from you as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, full circle. So that black healing bag, I had that with me. And I had that strapped on. I had my conch shell strapped on. And this bull, well, it was actually a cow with horns. It charges me and throws, it bucks me and throws me over lava rock. <laughs> eh, you know, 
I just remember. I, 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 I just, just right? got to say, like, when you first went to Hawaii, and I'm like, oh, so what's going to try to kill you first there? You're like, oh, nothing's going to ever happen in Hawaii. I'm just saying, you know, look what's happening. You got rushed by a, a horned cow and uh, got tossed over lava rocks. <laughs> uh, well, oh, it gets better. It gets better. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting. And finally, we, yeah, that, that came to a resolution. Later in the week, I noticed my cut got infected. And you have to be very on top of it here in a tropical climate. When things get infected, they can go septic really quick. Uh, so I was keeping an eye on it. But then I noticed it got infected. So I started taking colloidal silver. I didn't get around to making guava, guava leaf tea. Guava, guava leaf tea is one thing that will knock out staph infection. So if you have a staph infection, put a cotton ball on it and tape it on. Uh, overnight, and that will knock out the staph infection. I had one on my face in January, I want to say, and it took care of it. And for those well, listening, Brian is not a medical doctor. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. He's not intended to treat, cure, or diagnose any disease. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case, got to cover up. So. Anyhow, it gets infected. The next day, my foot swells up. It looks like I have a cankle on the one side. My knee swells up. It's all red and hot. And then I'm feeling my lymph nodes get swollen. And then I feel it go into my lungs and my lungs are burning. I'm like, oh, this is no bueno. So I actually ended up in the hospital. <laughs> and if I waited any longer, I might not be here to... Uh, talk with you right now so this was the surprise i thought it was going to go a different way okay well good i'm glad yeah, you're okay no, no unfortunately that that was the surprise so you've Did had your you my... death in hawaii your first one let's hope that it is the only one <laughs> yeah uh, yeah but that that was an interesting experience so I, i'm those... still uh those of you watching us for the first time, Brian, if you go back to the other video, we touched on it briefly, but he's been to Mexico, robbed at gunpoint, almost poisoned by cherry seeds, almost uh, strangled by a snake in Australia. So he's had many brushes with um, dangerous things. So this is just another one under his belt. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. No, I, I walk that line between worlds, so it's all good. <laughs> Speaking of walking that line in between worlds, I got to do ceremony. I got to work with the spirit molecule. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think you told me this, a little about uh, this. This is where you woke up in the field and didn't know how you got there, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. So, um, well, actually, I want to go back and touch back into getting robbed in Mexico. We didn't get to finish that story. We're kind of squirreled all over the place. So I got robbed at gunpoint by the cartel, and uh, I got to choose which timeline I remained on. Oh, man, this is kind of a long, intricate story. I don't know if I uh, want to uh, go well, fully into this. Well, maybe we should, um, the next time we're on, maybe we should just plan from the time you left Cleveland, we'll tell the stories or have you go over it one at a time and, and just kind of progress to Hawaii. But for today, why don't we just stick to the, 
the god molecule, and then we can circle back and tell the stories kind of chronologically next time. No, it was the spirit molecule, not the god molecule. Oh, okay, spirit molecule. Uh, well, I think I knew what it was. Okay, but anyway, go for it. Yeah, the, it's, it's not the five version oh, of it. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, it, yeah. Um, but my uh, just really quick to touch in, that getting robbed at gunpoint and having my physical possessions taken away and realizing that it's only material items. It really doesn't matter that they're taking it away from me. That set me up then to go to Australia and live a nomadic life in Australia, um, being a nomadic wanderer on walkabout, which was incredible. It's getting kind of dark. Let me uh, really quickly kind of show you the ocean where I'm at. Can you see this? Yep, I can. Uh, this this is one of my favorite places here. It's really nice. So yeah, that set me up for realizing that it's only things. I was very attached to my stuff, as you know, in the past. Yep. Uh, so it, that gave me the freedom to realize, oh, I don't need all that. And I was able to live a very simple life. In fact, in Hawaii, at one point in time, I went to the other side of the island on walkabout. I took a pack and I didn't end up coming back for three months. Well, okay, I came back in a month to visit and I got the rest of my stuff. But for a whole month, I only had a couple sets of clothes, my, uh, my essentials, and I didn't miss anything. I didn't wasn't feeling lacking, wasn't feeling like I was missing out on life because I didn't have my material items. Uh, so it was beautiful transformation. And speaking of transformations, so I did that journey work with the spirit molecule. What? Talk about beyond anything I have ever experienced before. Well, maybe not beyond. Uh, because working with our friend Molly, uh, she took me on a very transformative experience, you know, way out beyond imagination. But now working with the spirit molecule, uh, that was a whole different ballgame. This was, I was gone for an eternity, but in reality, it was a 15 minute time period. Okay. Uh, did I describe to you what happened? exactly during this journey i don't think you did i know that you had a, a little bit of a brush with something um that we needed to help facilitate but i didn't really know the specifics ah uh, yeah okay so when i left i realized oh my goodness i'm back i'm back home and that was just a dream uh this physical reality is just a dream we are always the only one in the room we're interacting with ourselves having uh, amnesia. Uh, so it's it's such an amazing yeah this, this is so what I experienced first was these like vibrating springs in the fabric of the infinite mind or something and there the spring kind of broke off and or it like kind of sprung out. 
and came into this whole new realization that there could be something different. And Brian, just in case I don't and know, if you know like, Tammy, but Tammy's saying hi, guys. So if you know Tammy, she's uh, oh. just touching in. Aloha, Tammy. <laughs> and Brian is just telling yeah. us a story about his experience with the spirit molecule. 15 minutes here in eternity there and uh, just kind of getting into the nitty gritty of what he experienced with it. Yeah, so I left over to the other side and I'm like, oh, this is what it's about. This is my, I saw every event leading up to that moment to get me to there. It was amazing. I don't want to say like my life flashed before me, but I saw the clear path that got me to that experience. And uh, so then I got to experience the Adam and Eve experience being the first spiritual beings incarnate on the physical plane, feeling a shiver for the first time, feeling hard rocks stubbing your toes for the first time, feeling hunger pains for the first time and not understanding or knowing what they were. And then I, I got to experience this down through the ages of how we carry this huge burden with us. And I'm very, very guilty of this. And now every time I'm guilty of it, I, I catch, well, I don't want to say I catch myself, but I realize what I'm doing and I'm like, okay, no, I don't have to do this. And are you, what are you, so referring to you when you say there's a burden? Is it, can you elaborate a little bit on what you're referring to? Uh, on what? What is the burden that we're having to carry? Just to elaborate a bit on what burden you're referring to. So it's, you've seen it, you've seen me do it all the time in storytelling. I focus on the negative. Uh, I believe it's like 10 times more likely that a customer will leave a bad review than a good review on a website or whatever. So for some reason, well, no, actually I, I later got the message or the hit on why that's the case. We come from a state of perfection we come from this perfect place. So the darkness is the contrast. The pain is the contrast. The unpleasant experiences, that's the contrast. That's what we're not used to. And you might remember so this quote from uh, Neil. Trying to understand. Oh, sorry. I was going to offer a quote from Neil Donald oh, Walsh okay. in one of his books. They say that in the absence of that which you are not, that you, that which you are is not. And it's kind of a reference to what you're describing now, that amongst the perfection, in order to know that contextually, you have the, the opposite. And in our uh, call a little bit earlier today for um, conversations with God, it was saying that joy is your natural state and the opposite of joy is hell. Is, and that is your knowing that you are everything. However, you're not having the experience of that. And that's kind of like the hell on earth, if you will. Oh, yeah, that's very much what I experienced. Um, oh, squirrel, where did I go with that? Oh, so, okay. Uh, <laughs> So can you imagine being on this hard rock plane, experiencing pain for the first time, scared and alone? All you have is the comfort of your partner that was created next to you, that incarnated on this hard rock next to you, that love, that comfort, that, you know, feeling right in your partner's arms and some semblance of some taste of where you came from. Now, 
to understand what's going on. We try and analyze it. We try and explain it. We talk about it. And every time we do that, we're continuing this. So we passed it on to our children and their children and their children and their children and their children over these generations and generations and generations uh, for, for millennia. I mean, it's gotten solidified in laws, rules, regulations, society, safety features, uh, trying to understand it through the sciences, trying to understand it through art, poetry, uh, astronomy, everything, you know, trying to explain how we got here, where we're at, and understand this experience we're having instead of just being in it. And part of this is, I'm not saying go and burn the history books, not at all. But we're carrying forward that energetic burden of that first shiver. We're carrying forward that energetic burden of that first toast of that we then told to our children and we told to their children and we told to their children, which is really just us. We're all having this experience and we're all in the state of amnesia. So believe it or not, we're all one. There's only us. Yeah, you're the only one and in the so room in so high. The, yeah. So over the generations, we don't even think about how we pass that heavy burden on. So at one point in time during this journey, I realized that I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. I can just let it go. And all of a sudden I had this blissful state. I released it and I let go of that burden. And it felt so good. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to tell people about releasing that burden. And I'm like, oh, wait, I don't have to. There is no burden to tell people about. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, my goodness, this next even more blissful state. So imagine as a kid on Christmas Eve feeling that like anticipation, that like excitement in your heart and just that you know, pure bliss and joy in your heart. And you, you get that, and it's almost hard to breathe. It's so ecstatic. And then you come to the next realization that, you know, like the whole reason you went through this was to prove it, and you you proved it, and you won, and, and you, you've gotten through this. Wait, I didn't have anything to prove to anybody. You know, so like, yeah. You know, so then that that's a huge, huge, blissful, ecstatic. And it, so it just kept going through these realizations that, I'm just here for the experience. I don't have to prove anything to anyone. The past doesn't have to exist energetically. Remember lessons, carry those forward, which is interesting. It's part of the meditation that the MDMA taught me, um, uh, the trauma clearing. So you can retain the memory, but you can release that energetic burden. So you still have that memory, you still have that knowledge, you still have that experience, but you're not caring for that energetic burden. So that's like a huge. I like giving the part. example that it's like you let go of the hooch or the heaviness around every around a thing, the charge on it, but you keep the pearl of wisdom, which could be an asset for yourself or to share with people. Exactly. Yeah. So then I experienced. There was many different parts of this journey. I could look at myself. I could look at. Um, I could look at someone else, and I could look at their tooth, and then I could look at the enamel, 
then I could kind of zoom in and see their, uh, the molecular structure of the enamel. And then I could see the atomic structure. Then I could see the, the quarks and the buried neutrinos. And then I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter because I created this. And so I jump out back to the universe and I start looking at the stars and going out to this and here and there and going, wait, I created all this. This is all according to that. Uh, let's see. Sorry, something jumped up. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, it was this amazing experience. So all of a sudden, I kind of got taken back to my body. I was out of my body, but I got taken back to the body. And I was surrounded by, it looked like black magic practitioners. Uh, it felt like New Orleans style black magic voodoo hoodoo. It had, the energy had like satanic symbols in it. And it was this web weaving over me of darkness. And they're trying to lull me to sleep and saying, oh no, it's good. It's okay. It's all good. It feels good. And it was so alluring. It was so seductive. It was so deceptive. At, at this point in time, it was hard to tell which direction was up. Uh, the sorcerers looked almost like Southeast Asian or Polynesian. I, I was kind of in and out of it, so I couldn't even tell. And they're casting this almost satanic web over me. And they're luring me in. And I'm like, wait, you, you say this is good, but where's the light? Are you of the light? And they could not say that. And I'm like, no, I choose the light. I know the light. And they, you know, try to pull me back in. But then I firmly chose the light and I cast out the darkness and that experience disappeared. But I must say it, it had to be one of the most challenging choices that I made because it was so alluring. It was so seductive. And then now, after coming to that, waking up to that energy, you re realize that, you know, so much of this black magic is being cast over society. And I'm starting to see it in every day-to-day -day life, how people are getting roped into making the wrong choices without even really knowing it. So, okay, so it gets wild from here. So I cast it out, and that went away. Like it hasn't been wild yet. I'm okay. then surrounded by. Oh no, no, that that that's mild. That's mild. So, as I'm, as I cast that out, all of a sudden, I'm surrounded by Hawaiian elders, and they're chanting, and they had rattles, or I I was so out of it, I didn't even know, but they're almost angrily chanting at me, around me, casting out whatever darkness that was, and I'm like, oh man. Oh man, what happened? Because I was with uh, a group that was not quite as experienced as, um, well, I, I don't know if the facilitators had experienced stuff like this before, but I'm thinking that, oh man, it got really bad. And they had to call in the elders because that can happen here. Bad stuff can happen. And when it goes bad, they, they call in people in the know. Oh, so, so I'm just surrounded by elders. So just to be clear, this isn't in like the journey space. This is uh, the, in the physical that they were doing this now. Yeah, I saw them standing around me. I saw them chanting. I saw, I mean, it got wild. And then finally, when I cast it out, they 
cast it out. I sat up and like recognized who I was. And it kind of came to the still point. I was just sitting in that. And then I kind of just laid back again. Um, I was so out of it. And then all of a sudden I see flashlights coming and EMS is there checking on me. Um, I'm getting IVs in my arm. They're loading me on a cart and taking me away. And then that whole experience dissolves. <laughs> I'm going, what is going on? And so I, I'm, and I'm that was just a couple experiences I had to try and explain how long this was. I can't. This was an eternity. I saw so many different timelines. I had so many different experiences. I lived so many lifetimes in this experience. That was 15 uh, minutes. It, it can't even be likened. Yeah. In the real world, that was a 15 minute time. So then I come back out of the journey space eventually, you know, now I'm not telling you everything so much happened. I can't even begin to explain or even understand. Um, back to the Adam and Eve experience, we created the names for everything. We, this is a daydream we're in and we named and labeled everything in all these different languages to make it interesting. I could see in almost like a 3D model, I don't want to say like I was dissecting myself or a person, but I could see the lungs, I could see the alveoli, I could see the blood vessels going to them. I could, if I thought about it, I could focus in and focus in and focus in. So I got to experience reality in this whole different, more vivid, more in-depth way. Uh, so then eventually I came to and I was shivering. For one, when I leave my body and I go into journey space, I get really cold. But I was shirtless. So I was an at an ecstatic dance and kind of broke off into a small group. Uh, so I was shirtless at that point in time. I woke up and it was kind of a chilly night. It was low 60s, I want to say maybe high 50s. And so here I am. I told by that point in time, it was about an hour, give or take. And here I am alone underneath the stars in the middle of a field. I had no idea where I was. I had no idea who I was. I, I just knew that I created this. I knew I created the stars and I'm looking at the stars and it kind of was halfway in between this experience and here and there. And I'm looking up at the stars going, oh, that's where I'm from. That's what, what I created. And looking at me and you know, looking at the surroundings and I had no idea what uh, car keys were. I had no idea what a car was, but I had no idea what a phone was, but had none of that on me. I had no idea where I was. And finally, someone came and found me. Um, they came and checked up on me. It's covered in a beach towel. Someone laid a beach towel over me and um, the, the group. Uh, I guess I don't know what happened, but they had something they left too. And uh, when I came back, I was just in this experience. I was all alone. Uh, so it was um, it was wild, and that almost added to the experience. Waking up on this planet, just like I did the first time down here, the first time a spiritual being incarnated in the physical 
you know, so I was having that shiver for the first time. I was having that unknown experience. I had to relearn what everything was. And so then I had people come over and actually interacting with someone and seeing people. It was the most beautiful thing having people care for you and take care of you and oh here we'll we'll make sure you're taken care of it was like this wow uh feeling that compassion feeling that caring and then eventually i, I walked on and uh talked uh caught up with my friend freely and uh we started talking about it i i was kind of shaken i was very shaken actually by that black magic part of the experience so much of it was so beautiful so much of it was uh, so enlightening and I let go of so much but I was still that black magic part was so alluring it was so deceptive it was so seductive um, I didn't know if I was still in the journey or not I had lived so many lifetimes I had had so many experiences so I could not tell you if this is still even reality but no I, I know I'm back here in the physical plane whereas when I came back from that journey I was still unsure whether that was part of the journey or not. And then I started asking, hey, um, did you guys have to call the elders? Did EMS come? And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so what was so real and physical to me, it felt like I was physically getting carried away. I felt like they're physically around me. I could see them. I could hear them chanting in ancient Hawaiian, ancient Polynesian. They're chanting around me none of that happened in this timeline so it was um yeah so i'm like what did i say what did i do and they're like oh nothing you just waved your arms <laughs> so this whole experience happened in that other world that other place i'm glad you found your way back to us <laughs> yeah and it was uh there was a real chance. So people, if you do journey work, make sure you're protected. Make sure you're with people you trust and have some sort of agreement where they can pull you back. Uh, because that was so seductive. That was so alluring. It was then shown to me what I could have gotten out of that deal if I had succumbed to that black magic, if I had been seduced and released into that it was basically the offer to sell my soul now an interesting uh, so question if I had for you that, though from the from the very beginning of the journey you had the uh, the awareness that you know you are the only one in the room so was that not a reflection of something within you yes it is part of the experience somewhere along the line we thought well to better know the light let's invent the dark and, uh, you know, so let, let's have this other experience to see how good, how bright the light is. So let's invent the dark so we can see how bright the light is. And it was, um, yeah. But, you know, we, we're playing the game at so many different levels. So at the absolute level, everything is perfect. Everything is. Everything is just a daydream. But on this level, we're interacting with, you know, somewhere between the third and fifth dimension now, maybe higher, depending on where you're at in the world. Uh, and, and it's not all one solid dimension. We don't jump up level by level. 
it's energy density. So some areas are very low in dense energy. Some areas are very high energy and that can vary around the planet. So it's not one straight, we're in the third dimension or we're in the fifth dimension. I kind of think of it like if you look at corks and buoyancy, like different people might be floating at different places within the water. Some might be higher, lower. It, it's not a question of what's better or not better. It's just like where people are at. But it's a good way to exactly. illustrate how people are kind of different places. And collectively, we might be somewhere as a species. Uh, but everybody has their individual operation, if you will, depending where their awareness is. Exactly. Um, so, but at this level, at this level of the game, if I had succumbed to that, I would have gotten almost immediately rich and famous. I would have um, had the money. I would have had the fame. I would have had the notoriety. Uh, people would have started following me. But then you would have seen me start to rot, start to rot from the inside out. I then would have started to become, become aged and withered. My spirit would become dim. My light would have dimmed. And I would have still had this fame. As you've seen some childhood Disney stars, they have this bright spirit in their eye with this bright new career in their future. Then all of a sudden you see them turn dark and weird and unhappy. And they have all these mental problems. So that, I, after the fact, I realized that was the offer that was being laid out for me. So I could have been the successful whatever through that means and had the easy way, the easy ticket to the other side. But that that is not fulfilling. That is not a win at all. Well, what would it take um, for you to have the sense of fulfillment and shining your light and having the notoriety and fame and all that too? Yes. So it can be achieved you know people can see my light and i can become famous for having my light shine uh so yeah so it's i it's a step it's a growing process i mean as you've seen you remember that kind of uh dopey kid that walked into the crystal shop and started asking <laughs> you questions um i'm a different me that was a lifetime ago and uh, I've died a few times in between and come back. <laughs> uh, so little by little, uh, every time I reincarnate, I'm a new lifetime and I'm a new Brian and a new me and uh, a new I am. In honesty, from the beginning of our conversation till now, you're not the same you. And neither am I. Yeah. Because we, at every single moment, you create yourself anew in the next grandest version, ideally, of who you can become. And if you can keep that kind of focus, then everything just kind of unfolds in possibility for you. And with the ability to still shine your light and not succumb to the, the opposite. Yeah. Very that cool. was some amazing experiences. And being out in public, I've now seen that black magic seduction energy out and about. So I have to figure out what to do about that. How do I clear that up? Um, how do I get people aware of it so they can more easily choose the light? So I'm still figuring out what my path is. And until the idiot apocalypse comes to a conclusion, um, I feel like... <laughs> 
sorry. I know you said that the last time we did this, the, the apocalypse. I just uh, always find it funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not expecting it, and then you throw it out there. I mean, there's people wearing breath masks around their chin. People, it doesn't work that way. Please, please. Almost more dangerous than the virus is the lack of common sense. So half of the things people just started doing, they should have been doing already, especially during flu season. So that would have gone a long way to prevent this from happening. Um, but <laughs> it, there has been a line crossed, though. This The invisible line has been crossed. And, and due to fear, we've given up our constitutional rights. We no longer have the right to freely assemble. We no longer have the right to free speech. If they, we mention a certain virus and a certain type of uh, EMF signal, that video will get taken down. Uh, if you know the media is now controlled by the governmental agencies, we don't have freedom of press anymore. Freedom of religion, you can no longer gather in your religious gatherings. The First Amendment is gone. America is the Constitution of the United States. That is the supreme law of the land. So it's nothing to worry about. It's nothing to fear about. There's a single question you can ask that can change all the stuff that you just said. What else is possible? Yeah, exactly. And then, and then a contribution so, from uh, Tammy just a moment ago. She had also said, how does it get any better than this? So those two questions can open up the door yeah, of possibility. Yeah. yeah. It does. Right now it's Christmas Eve. We're in World War III. Nobody knows it right now. Well, some people do. It's a, it's a battle of good versus evil, dark versus the light. There are people that have committed crimes against humanity, and they're being rounded up. So that's what this whole curtain is about. Everything's being shut down, and there's a lot going on behind the scenes. It doesn't add up. There's at least three distinct sets of symptoms to this one supposed virus. I almost feel like it's multiple bioweapons that have been released. Um, so I don't know about that. I haven't seen the science. So that's just conjecture. Yeah, and but it is three whether, separate sets. Whether or not that's true or not true, the question is, who do I choose to be in this ever-present moment of now to create the greatest possibility for myself, my fellow travelers, and for the world and beyond? And if you can stay in that energy, all that stuff, whether it's from a lab or whether it's Mother Nature or something else, like what can what can we do to create a new possibility here on our planet? Yeah, exactly. And it's nothing to worry about. Rome fell, but you know what? The people were still after. The people still carried on. Christendom fell, but the people were still there. Egypt fell. The people survived the bubonic plague, the Black Death, and we're still here. So humans are resilient. We'll get through this. And on the other side, I'm hoping it brings disclosure and we'll have new technologies, new ideas, new new amazing things beyond our belief released to us. So it's like Christmas Eve. It's good. Good things are coming. We just have to get oh, through this. Got to bring this up. I don't have you seen uh, may I don't know if you looked at my Facebook um, thing or not, but I was uh, sitting at 
uh, I forget which night it was, but Spirit said, you know, sit down, we're going to give you an acronym for COVID and that's going to help create new possibilities with it. And the first one I sat down, I started trying to figure out one and they're like, no, we said, sit down, we'll give it to you. You don't have to figure anything out. And anyway, uh, so after just kind of finally becoming still, where did it go? Uh, and I'm just, I'm just uploading it so I can actually show it to you here. Uh, here we go. Let's see here. Oh, here we go. I just put it over top. COVID is the Earth's way of making a stop for a moment to create opportunities via intuiting divinity. And what world would we create if we were all in touch with the divine? Yeah, that's nice. It's very nice. Yeah, so, I love that. What I'm, what I'm telling people is don't be afraid. We're going to make it through it. The world has made it through disasters and things like that before. Uh, it's going to be better on the other side, but we're never going to go back to the pre-COVID days. We're never going to see, you know, we're never going to go back to September 9th. We're never going to go back to pre-AIDS uh, era. Well, in, tr in truth, um, so in any moment, you're never going to go back world. to the previous moment. It's always what's new in this moment yeah. and, you know, what what possibilities can you create? Yeah. Very fun. Let's see. Anything else that we want to touch on for tonight? Um, I'm feeling uh, like it's a good point of conclusion. It's uh, getting dark here, so I got to climb back up the cliff to uh, get back to the car and drive through the jungle. So um, <laughs> drive through the jungle. You've been in so many different jungles. Uh, it's just amazing. We'll have to go back and have just one episode on the Mexico escapades, as I like to call them. Uh, so look forward to yeah. that. We'll plan for that for next, uh, hopefully next Tuesday, unless uh, I have another weird thing come up. But um, we're going to try to do this every Tuesday. Where we're just going to have these midnight meanderings, and we're, we're going to focus on uh, Mexico next time, unless uh, Spirit has something else that they want you to talk about. And then we'll keep it open that we have the ability to diverge onto something else. Tide's coming up too. I am almost getting sprayed with waves. Uh -oh. uh, okay, well, we'll so, end it here. Thank, thank you, everybody, for joining yeah, us. That's funny how many jungles. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. I started yeah. thinking about how many jungles I've been through. I'm like, wow, I have been through many rainforests and jungles. Yeah, it's a fun time. But everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're catching this on the replay, um, if you're watching it on Facebook and uh, watching it from the beginning, please start a watch party. If you're on uh, YouTube, please like and subscribe, share it, and help us spread the contagion of consciousness. But until next time, uh, take care. We love you all. Yeah. All right. uh, like and subscribe, Infinite Love Movement. Uh, InfiniteLoveMovement.com is my website. Uh, come check me out. Come check out my material. Brian Daniel Edwards on Facebook. Um, hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, and we did stream this to your page too. This went to Infinite Love Ministries on Facebook. So if you want to go like Brian's Facebook page there, uh, you can also catch the video. And we did have a couple of oh, beautiful scenery back there. She's just saying, oh. and that she's good to see you both. Thank you so much, Tammy. We're glad that you joined us. And uh, thank you for being here with us. Yeah, thanks for watching. Yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite places. Uh, if anyone ever comes to Hawaii, let me know. I can either show you around or at least uh, tell you my favorite places. The mermaid right. ponds, definitely one of my favorite places. And then also the places I to possibly to, to avoid. Dipping. <laughs> yeah, and possibly places to avoid. I got you go skinny dipping here underneath the full moon.
How amazing is that? How does it get any better than that? Uh, so. All right. Well, thank you again, everybody. Please like the uh, video, subscribe, and check out Brian's Facebook page. And next time I'll have your website ready to go in a banner so we can uh, give that to people. But until next time, we'll see you uh, and take care. Excellent. Okay. Ahui.